Welcome to the Everything Early Childhood podcast designed for approved providers, nominated supervisors and other childcare leaders. This fun, lighthearted and very serious podcast features weekly episodes on strategy, advice and conversations with fascinating and inspiring people from across our sector. Join the journey and have access to the tools and inspiration you need to create high-performing childcare businesses. Let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Everything Early Childhood. We have another amazing guest for you today. We have the amazing Lizzie McCauley. Um, she is the owner of Write It, a copywriting service that gives small businesses big voices. So she is a launch copy specialist. She supports business owners to create compelling character field copy that sets their products, services and businesses up for success. So she loves to collaborate with her clients on bold, brave pieces that inspire trust with their audience. And she writes from the heart and loves seeing the amazing work that comes out when working with a client who is on the same wavelength and we love working with Lizzie here at Platinum Education so thanks so much for joining us Lizzie. Hey thanks Lisa I'm so excited to talk to everybody it's going to be a great session I know it. Amazing (laughs) so what we thought we would do today is really talk about um, copywriting in general breaking it down the fundamentals and I guess why is it important to business owners and early childhood services to um, have that unique message and how to we talked a lot about that vibe yeah. before we got started today sure. and I guess how do we communicate that so if you want to start do a little bit of an intro tell us about yourself and how you got started in copywriting absolutely oh it's a a long and meandering story, but I'll try and keep it as brief and interesting as possible. I am a mum of two young ones. I've got a, a five-year-old and a nearly four-year-old um, who I, I set up a business around them. So copywriting is, writing is something that I have always been able to do, but copywriting is sort of the um, the parenting iteration of that so that I could get that balance between supporting my kids and supporting my own kind of ambitions and, and skill set because um, truthfully, <laughs> as much as I love those kiddos, I, I c- there was only so many brain cells I could dedicate to, um, you know, sleep schedules and food schedules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm interested to know how you, um, like between obviously managing the routine with the kids, um, I'm sure that they have some days at preschool yeah. and not. How do you manage your own routine and I guess getting in the zone? Oh, it's uh, it's a it's an interesting one. We kind of, I think everybody has a particular unique working style. So, you know, for me, early mornings is when everyone's in bed, asleep and does not need a thing from me. So I really capitalise on that time. I, I make sure that I am up and about and doing my thing um don't ask me to do anything after about three o'clock brain doesn't work then (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but then you know like I've made it so I've built my business around my kids and what they need so they're they're well my eldest is now um at school in primary school and my youngest is um you know, she's at daycare three days a week. So essentially, if they're at home or conscious, I'm not working. And if they are out of the house, then then that's when my business stuff happens. And it's, it's worked out really well that way. Um, and, you know, it's just this thing of, and I'm sure you're the same, is like when you find the thing that you are supposed to do, you just find a way to make it happen and make it the best that it can be. So that's kind of how it's how it's all played out together. It's worked out really well. Yeah, when you love what you do, yeah. it's easy. That's and it. I, and I think that I find often when I don't have time to do it and then I actually have that time, yeah. it makes me more like appreciate it more totally. and really just get into it because yeah. y- you're limited by that time that you can do it. Totally. So you, you make the most of it. You don't kind of muck around. Um, and I've been, I've had the enormous um, honour to work with a lot of sort of productivity specialists and, and people who have shown me te- techniques and skills to really maximise my time. So, you know, it minimises the amount of stress and overwhelm and you just kind of do the things you need to do and then, um, you know, the kids are prioritised the rest of the time. It works out great. Yeah, beautiful. Well, before we get into copywriting, what's one of those productivity hacks? What's oh. one piece of advice um, you would give to our business <laughs> oh. owners out there? Oh, I know a good one is time blocking. 
So mm-hmm. there's a couple of reasons why um, time locking has been so great. Is One is that when I started my business um, in 2019, I wasn't so good at prioritising myself um, at all. Um, and I just put every every other thing, whether it was a, a work task or a family task or anything like that, um, ahead of myself. I, I had no sort of self-care routine. Mm. Um, but as soon as I figured out how to time block and make sure that I booked in the non-negotiables, like going to the gym or, you know, doing the, I don't know, weekly grocery shop for good things or whatever it happened to be, um, you know, it really made such a massive difference to uh, the way that I used my time and to make sure that I was looking after myself as much as I was looking after the kids as well. Yeah, because with that time blocking, you just it's looking at everything that, that you need to do in your day exactly. and then blocking that time off. Yeah, but, but mm. the, yeah, but we're kind of flipping it because what, what I used to do, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but I used to do all the other jobs first. Yeah. You know, oh, the work jobs, the the whatever jobs, and then there wouldn't be any time for anything else. And so once I discovered those non-negotiables of family time and of self-care time, of, but like fitness or, or, yeah. or whatever, and you put that in first and reverse engineer essentially what, what you need to do in a week, then it's just made such a difference to the amount of peace in the household and you know, um, happy mum, happy kids, basically. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I think we need to be the best that we can exactly. um, as business leaders because when we're the best that we can, we can be a great mum, we can be a yeah. great wife, we can be a great person. Totally. Um, and I think that we need to prioritise ourselves yeah. in order to give to others. Totally. Because when our cup's empty and we've got nothing to give, um, you got nothing. That's it. Nobody yeah. wins then. Um, so a mentor of mine it keeps, keeps saying something um, – that has really stuck with me lately and it's about making your business your best client um, which is a really fascinating approach to it because I think again it's probably not just me who does this but we we have you know a center to run maybe or we have a business to run and that gets all of our attention but to grow the business or to move it forward is something that kind of gets left behind because we get caught up in the day-to-day mm. um and so what what sh- what she's advised me is and and lots of people around the place is to um you know do work on the stuff and give your best energy to the stuff that's going to grow your business rather than you know the nitty-gritty day-to-day you could probably offload that to somebody else, outsource it or whatever, um, and you know, give give your business the best part of your energy rather than the dregs. Yeah, and that's made a massive difference as well. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Mm. That's so true. We really want to make sure we're giving that best energy. I've heard the opposite actually. Ah. Um, treat your husband like they're your best client. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or your wife, like vice versa. Yeah. Because I mean, it, but it, but I think equally, like mm. no, ma- with that time blocking, mm. I think wherever you're spending that attention, you yeah. want to give your whole self. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's the key to anything. Yeah. Um, and often I, I liked what you said about often we can leave those dregs Mm. and I always whinge to my husband that he leaves the dregs for me why do I get just the rest I want the best not the rest absolutely um and I think I remind him and I love that when somebody said that it's like you know just give your best yeah and have the best yeah well I guess that's the benefit of time locking is that you very specifically no matter what the the block is yeah you have that opportunity to focus on that one thing and do it well instead of kind of having 10 like to different brain tabs or actual tabs yes. on your on your browser open and yep. you're kind of half doing well, whatever 10 tenth doing whatever the thing you know yeah. i think as it when you time block you can focus fully and commit to that and it's probably actually going to get the thing done faster than if you're trying to multitask yeah 100% we do so many videos on um, single tasking because that goes hand in hand with that time blocking yes it does Um, and I know we did an exercise in our um, directors network group meeting which you're going to join us for our next one so excited (laughs) Um, and there's this exercise you can do where you write um, a number Mm -hmm. so the first one one is where you write you have to do um, I think it's like one to ten yep. 
and then there's a word or a sentence. And with multitasking, what the exercise gets you to do is do one and then the letter, two and then the letter, three and then the letter. But then when we come to the single tasking part of it, it's just doing one to ten and then the sentence. And then we time each one (laughs) and you can see um, straight away that single tasking is just so much quicker. It's Yeah, even though like I think maybe we both grew up at a time where multitasking was the priority. You got to do it because then you'll do more. No, like. No, exactly. (laughs) Now we're going in that flip, that reverse to do one thing at a time and give it your all. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. I'm all for it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, love it. Well, that's our little life lesson. There you go. Beautiful. So we, um, in our early childhood sector at the moment, we, um, we talked a lot just now about working in your business rather than on your business. And I know that a lot of our business leaders are in that position at the moment. Um, Why, I guess, is it important to work on your business and um, create that unique messaging? Sure. Oh, there's a multitude of reasons. Let me count the ways. So, <laughs> um, I suppose let's start with the fact that there, you know, there's more than one operator out there. You know, like the, it's it's a it's a pretty competitive industry that you're in, and it's also a really important industry that you're in. You know, the responsibility of educating and raising these tiny little souls that you know need your guidance and love and attention. Like there's there's no more important job. Around you know, around it all. It's just so, so essential that we have that um, message that matches up with our practices Mm. because, you know, it's pretty difficult to differentiate yourself um, if you don't know what makes you different. You know, if you're using that same language of um, we care, it's your your home away from home. You know th- these are these are really common phrases. So what you need to find is your unique personality. Um, what makes your center sparkle for its own kind of character? Mm. Um, and it's sometimes easier said than done, but it's it kind of starts with the ownership. It starts with the team, the management style, the education style, like whatever theories you um, pursue, I guess. And then what kind of parents, what kind of families do you attract as well? Or what families would you like to attract? And that's a big part of it is is when you have a clear understanding of who you want to come to you, then you're easy, more easily able to articulate um, what they need and how you deliver that, I guess. So would you start looking at the, I guess, the type of client or community that you want to attract to the service first? Or would you look at your, um, I guess, unique messaging and what you want for the service? Oh, you wouldn't know what your unique messaging is until you know who you're talking to. Okay. So that's where it starts every single time. And that is um, for any business anywhere, but very specifically for, for something that's such a competitive industry. Um, because once you know who you're speaking to, you can understand what drives them, what their struggles are, what their challenges are, and how you can over- help them overcome that. You know, I'm sure uh, in this industry, there's a lot of fearful parents, a lot of very well versed. I've just googled that parents, and you know, to be able to communicate with them in a way that they respond to and understand and connect with, then that's really, really empowering as a business owner. Yeah, well, we've got in early childhood our philosophy. So every single service has a philosophy um, and that drives, I guess, every aspect of the service. Um, And I would always start there around messaging. Mm. But how I think, and I I always say, to be an exceeding service, what sets them apart is their philosophy. Sure. Because that's your messaging, that's who you are, that's what you do, and that's what you provide. but when I go into services, sometimes I can find quite generic philosophies yes. and that messaging within those. Yeah, for and, sure. And I ask, I think that's a really good place to start. Mm. Yeah, I well, I think part of it is that it's really hard <laughs> to come up with a, a unique philosophy, a unique thought, especially when you're still, you know, running classes and trying to get new parents through the door and trying to like put out spot fires all through the day it's really hard to sit and be introspective about what do I stand for what is this service really about um it's it's not easy actually um so you can understand why there might be generic formulaic kind of responses Mm. 
because it's it's not as easy as saying, you know, we provide lunch at 3 p.m. Or like, I mean, I know who probably provides yeah, lunch at 3 yep, p.m., yep, but whatever. Yeah, yep. <laughs> the routine. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, like the stuff, the day-to-day stuff is easy to communicate because it's it's fact. But there's a little more feeling involved in things like your, your centre philosophy, which is a little more difficult to nail down by yourself. Mm, so what would you recommend mm. where to start and and how can you how can um i guess services use copy like where would we see it oh mm. gosh that, that's kind of two big questions i have to make sure i remember <laughs> both of them yeah. <laughs> so how can you do it i would probably start as far as your philosophy goes um with keywords or phrases like start by writing down everything you think that your center stands for um, and and look for the unique words in that list rather than sort of caring support, you know, which is definitely something that you do. But what else do you do? And how do you solve your parents' problems? Like how are you um, setting them up for confidence in your service by by your communication style? Um, and where would you use copy? Oh, everywhere, you know. <laughs> It's surprising, how, especially now that everything is so online, how essential having a strong, coherent message is because people are going to be researching you long before they walk through the doors. Um, so you need it in your web copy. Probably people are going to email you from time to time or maybe you have some kind of email sequence to educate um, potential families about what it's like to be a part of your centre. So that's definitely um, an area that needs attention. Mm. Um, even within the centre though as well, like uh, my, my girls have a gorgeous centre um, that they went to when they were younger that had, you know, even Dr. Seuss quotes about, you know, and it really set the tone as you walked in, um, what kind of centre is this going to be? And it was all about, you know, like believing in yourself and doing things, you know, your own unique way and things. Um, but setting that tone with your own communication style anywhere that words are written mm. and being thoughtful about it and not just going, well, that seems to be the industry standard, so I'm going to do that. The point is to separate yourself as, you know, whatever version you want to be. Mm. And we love that. One of our recommendations is actually we have a whole list yeah. and it's um, I think there's about 180 values nice. um, just on this list. Yeah. And um, what we recommend is sending the values out to your families yes. and sending the values out to your team yep. and then coming back and actually looking at what are the commonalities. For sure. Um, and that's a really good indication of what's important definitely. to your community. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Voice of customer research is mm. invaluable. What are people saying about you already mm. is a huge resource and something that can be drawn on and revisited over and over and over again. It might change over time as well. So looking at reviews, looking at conversations that um, parents and, and educators are having with each other, you know, wherever it comes up, that's a great, it's a goldmine for how to communicate further, you know, because um, even if the parents haven't had an interaction with you yet if they understand the language it's going to make it a lot easier it's going to build that bridge much sooner mm, and I think sometimes giving them the language yeah. too if mm. we're continually um, communicating and using that language within all of our copy yeah. within how we speak and if that genuinely resonates with everybody in that organization yeah. um, then I find that that's the words that families will use to sure. describe that service. Oh yeah, and the consistency is is essential. And it's not just consistency of message, but it's also behavior. So if you're communicating in a certain way, you better make sure that you're behaving in that way too. So let's say, I don't know, I can't I can't think of an example off the top of my head. Let's say you're talking about being an a, a green, like an eco-friendly kind of service. You better not be, you know, making everything out of plastic and dumping it in the river behind the center or something, you know? Yeah, and glitter's a big thing in our industry yeah, right. at the moment, using <laughs> that glitter. Um, because obviously it doesn't break down. Yeah. So speaking of eco-friendly, they're talking about making glitter out of leaves nice. and, and pressings and yeah. and things now rather than actually using that glitter so it's about looking at your I guess bigger picture and your whole sure. perspective and it does make such a difference and the thing is is you will find people who care about that and you will equally find people who don't care about that that's not a priority for them 
and you know it's a priority for me yeah. personally but if it's it's not a priority for those types of people then they are you're not your ideal clients so that's fine they can go to a different center but here we prioritize ethics we pr- prioritize the environment social responsibility those sorts of things for instance that would be a particular type of client that you mm. would or family that you would want to bring into your center if it's where the cheapest that's a different type of center you know yeah yeah and there's so many what gets me lizzie is um we've got we know of few services they've got a massive marketing department and their marketing and their copy is just beautiful Mm. and it's what sells sure um however as you said Often in those services, um, you know, speaking to a lot of people from the sector, mm. even just working in those services, yeah. that's not the what they experience. No, that's it's tricky when the walk does not equal the talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, you know, it, it's difficult, especially if you're like an independent centre competing with perhaps a multinational organisation. How are you supposed to compete on price? And the fact is you don't. You compete on values. You know, and the way you operate is is just going to be well. There's probably going to be similarities, but what you stand for can be something completely different. And if you're saying and doing the same thing, perfect. Mm. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, uh, why is copy important? Well, if you don't have it, <laughs> people don't understand what you're doing, and they they won't understand those points of difference, and they'll kind of just go, "Oh, yeah, they're the same." I'll just, I'll just, I'll just go what's, whatever's, whatever's closest. And okay, yep, close, convenient is definitely a factor, but it's not everything. I think you said most of, most of the people listening are probably parents themselves. And I mean, haven't we all had that consideration of, well, that one's close. Yeah. (laughs) But then you think about what's actually best for the kiddos as well. Um, And that's, convenience isn't the only consideration is it yeah well do you want to share the story about your experience with look originally looking for a service oh man that was such a big responsibility that we all go through of like how do you choose um and the very first center that I I I visited with my then not even two-year-old um daughter before my second girl came along was um we went there about half past ten so maybe the kids were sort of you know, nose diving towards nap time. So fair enough. But um, the kids, you know, they weren't engaged. They're kind of, their eyes were glazed over. They had, you know, fairly green <laughs> noses. <laughs> yeah, dripping down. Yes. And you could understand, you know, that's a lot of kids for two people to be looking after and making sure that all the noses are wiped and all that. But it was just like the kids looked, I mean, not to be dramatic, but kind of almost depressed. They were mm. just, they just were not there having a good time. It was like a place to plonk them and then come pick them up later. And and then um, the school that we actually chose in the end, um, you know, we got there and the kids came and like gave my daughter a great big hug and were so welcoming and they were interacting with the educators and the place was light and bright. Like when I'm accessing the image of A versus B in my brain mm. right now, one was kind of and kind of pale and the other one is kind of light bright vibrant in my mind's eye so like these these first impressions matter Mm. and of course I went with the ones where the kids looked happy to be there yeah you know and and my kids had the best time there they were so happy to be there and they became part of the community it wasn't just a place to be you know dropped off because mum and dad had to work it was a place for them to really thrive and it made such a difference to know that I was leaving them somewhere that they would be happy and they wouldn't just scream and be sad and waiting for mum to come back. That was a place for them to sort of develop their agency and, you know, like own their little space, their little quarter and have these, these social engagement. It was just wonderful. And uh, look, we still go back there even though we don't. Oh, I love that. And they're welcomed with open arms. Like my girls still talk about the educators there all the time. Bless. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. And we love hearing that. And (laughs) I I remember like, yeah, having people come back to services and visit. So beautiful. Yeah. Or we, we, um, by their standards, we haven't been back enough. They're like, you said you'd visit. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, but. Somehow the year is vanishing again. Yes. I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> oh, exactly. Time flies. It's, time yes, flies. Yeah, it's well worth it though. The f- like these, these, you, 
all of you, you early childhood educators have such a big impact on these children and, and you're teaching them so much more than just, you know, how to play with paint. You know, you're teaching them independence and you're teaching them how to interact socially and how to wait and how to, you know, navigate your emotions and uh, there's just so much in it. And I, I think if we don't communicate that, then we're doing ourselves a disservice, you know, uh, and we, I realize like, I do this all the time is that I take ownership of the subject that I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, take ownership, girl. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> I can't yeah. help it. Um, I get, I get really into it. I get yeah. quite passionate about it because it's so important to communicate to families that what you are doing sets these children up for life. You know, if they have a great experience, a great education, a great bond with their educators, they're going to be confident, happy, you know, it just, you can't overstate the importance of those bonds at such a young age. Yeah, so we're almost doing a disservice by not communicating what's unique about like a certain service. Exactly. So, and when we're not communicating that, a parent might choose, you know, centre A up the road because they're convenient rather than us, you know, screaming our message, centre B down the road, that, you know, with what sets us apart, what's unique, um, I guess what your child or what their child is going to receive from coming here. Yeah, and it's not just about, and they'll get morning tea and lunch and a fruit snack at the end of the day it's about who are they going to be because they came to this center Mm. you know what kind of person are they going to grow up to be because they had the benefit of interacting with your educators they had the benefit of experiencing the culture and whatever your teaching style whatever your center style is totally fine and will work for a certain type of person but if they don't know the difference between center a and center b because you didn't know it yourself or you didn't have the time to stop and figure out how to communicate it then that's just doing everyone a disservice I think. Mm. So what's the process um, like to work with a copywriter? What does that look like? Whatever you like well whatever you want it to look like is what I want to say because it's it's it depends on the copywriter From, from the basic perspective I've kind of changed things up a bit. I work very directly with people um, in the moment. So we dive in, set aside, let's say, an hour, two hours, three hours, and we go start to finish. Um, we talk about, like, we develop the message, work on a particular project, say, let's say it's a, it's a homepage for a website, and start to finish, we would complete it. Because why not? Because he's got time to sort of go back and forth. Um, The traditional model is to have a chat and then as a copywriter, I would ask you a lot of questions, (laughs) Mm -hmm. a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. And that's that's kind of so we can get to the beating heart of your business. Um, It's kind of important to ask a lot of questions, especially as even though you probably know your business well, you have a certain perspective of it because you're in it. When somebody else comes in and starts asking you pointed questions, it gets you starting to step back and think about it in a different way. That external perspective is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ask you the questions about, you know, what makes you unique? And you'll say, here's these five things. And then I'll ask you 10 more questions about those five things. And it just really opens up your perspective on your own business. And it'll probably, um, It'll probably make you appreciate it in a different way as well. I think so. Yeah. I think what well, even when you're designing an environment in a service, yeah. I find having that bird's eye view rather than being in it. Exactly. If you stand at the door and look at it from someone else's perspective, yeah. it just it, it actually creates that different perspective. Totally. Um, so the same with copy. Definitely. Yeah, and that's that's the benefit of having external um, service providers, no matter what the the profession, mm. no matter the area of expertise. Is, is just having that additional set of eyes to to show you what you maybe hadn't thought of yet is is extremely powerful. Um, so yeah, so we do we do kind of a briefing, then we write about it, and then we kind of finesse and polish until it's exactly what it needs to be. Then we send it out into the world. Beautiful. It's it's it's, it's easy peasy. 
<laughs> as you say, as you say. Um, but is it true that there's a certain, um, I guess, you know, there's different, um, not stereotypes, but types of buyers yep. out there. So there's different types of parents and families with different minds and sure. different buying styles. Definitely. Is it true that there's a certain, um, I guess, format or layout that is more appealing for people to to read through? Mm, that's interesting. How would I answer that? Um, there's definitely, well, there's a couple ways I could answer that. So let's go with the first, there's definitely formulas that you can engage with. So if we're talking about, you know, identify the pain, agitate the pain, solve the pain, like mm. that's something that is a very traditional style of copy to do and something that that you'll see over and over again because it's very effective you know what's what's troubling you parent a eh? mm. I think that sounds terrible let me help you with that you know like it, it's pretty pretty safe standard stuff I think um as far as kind of setting up a piece of work there needs to be readability and variation and you know personality and and humor I think what is easy to forget when you're writing for your own business and wanting to come across very professional and very proper is that you're still talking to people, you know, and people appreciate the imperfections and they appreciate, you know, kind of inside jokes and a wink and a nudge and haha, isn't that like, even if it's identifying something that didn't go perfectly well, that's kind of what makes it human and what makes it more appealing I think mm. so you know uh, I, th- I think quite often what I see is people getting caught up and wanting it to be perfect and holding back if it's not you know and for me uh, especially because I do a lot of coaching of businesses I, I help them with their existing copy and how can we how can we move this forward mm. um, and I always say to them you know something written down is better than nothing written down because they're oh no I couldn't it's not it's not right I'm like well let's make it right yeah and it's never as big a process as you think it'll be either it just takes a tweak and a polish and a you know what what would the plastic surgeon say a nip and a tuck yeah (laughs) nip and a tuck and I don't think it's ever done though Lizzie I think getting something out there um I'm I'm a recovering perfectionist myself (laughs) so I resonate with that a lot um but I'm it's like prolific beats perfection definitely so just getting something out there having it done doing it and I think it's never done so you're always going back to it well not always but ever I think it's important um at least annually to revisit it make sure that it's still current for you um and just to add that as part of a review every now and then just to make sure that it's still current are we consistent you know and uh, as I said like it's it's not just in message but it's in behavior and as you get new staff you need to make sure that that trickle down message is still happening and if it's not why not is it because we don't kind of align with this anymore has our business evolved it's possible you know, mm. and that's not a bad thing because we're all evolving, aren't that's we? Right. Yeah. You know, like, okay, so silly story, but I'm going to share anyway. So, <laughs> so when, when I started my business, I was the grammarist grammar Nazi that you could possibly <laughs> meet. Like, oh my goodness, that apostrophe is in the wrong spot. How could they? Um, because, you know, you only know what you know. And, mm. and as I've evolved, I've kind of realized that, you know, not everybody cares about that like I, I still obviously would make sure my work was proofed and polished yeah but it's not the be all and end all to have everything just so you know uh, and people just don't care as much as you think they would yeah. so it's more about getting out something that's heartfelt and connects with your people and is fun to read because who wants to read dear sir madam Thank you for your communication. Like nobody wants to read robot speak. No. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you may as well get the Siri to write it for you, right? Yeah. And there is, there's plenty of. Even Siri has a personality. Totally. Oh, I'll have to dive into that. I hope so. Look, I I get sent, like I've got this beautiful client who sends me like, look at this AI tool that I Mm. found. And I love her dearly, but please stop sending me that. I don't want to know what AI is doing because I will cringe deep into my socks it's not the same as hearing from somebody's heart Mm, at all mm. (laughs) and how do you get those like because we talk a lot about the vibe we talk a lot about the feeling Mm. 
But I guess what's like what's the biggest piece of advice? Sometimes we can't feel the feeling, I think, because we're yes. in it. That's important. But how do you get those feelings to be reciprocated in copy? Like into yeah. That's it's it's not easy. I'll yeah, say that. It takes yeah. a bit of skill and practice, especially if you're writing it for yourself. But mm. I mean, I get a professional in because you've got plenty of plenty else to worry about in your own time absolutely yeah. um but but aside from that it really I think it goes back to what are you, what are your family saying about you you know and going back to that voice of customer and, and really harnessing the magic that your children like not your, your children the center's children experience as well how would even they describe it because they're your customers too in the end mm. even though they're teeny weeny customers they're still customers and they have a lot to say about their experience they spend the majority of their day there you know maybe once twice five times a week who knows Mm. and they will have things to say and isn't there there's very little more magical than the perspective of you know a toddler as well yeah but you know what we get from them we if we try to involve them in everything we do it's really important to capture their voices um I know we were doing um when we do like for example yard renovations Mm. and things like that we ask them specific questions like what what do you want to see in our yard um and I remember like we we specifically asked them that and they're like just we had five children a slide they just wanted a slide (laughs) out of everything so we had to make sure that was there but it's like some questions that you might ask is what do you love about our preschool or what do you and you know what don't you like those are really two simple questions that you can ask obviously more of what they love and less of what they don't that's it Uh, you know what do you look forward to coming like what do you look forward to when you come to school every day or I call it I call it school because I was kind of like yeah paving the way for then going yeah. to actual school later on um so whatever you would use instead yep, is kindy <laughs> childcare preschool yes. we hit we cringe but daycare is coming back out yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh it's daycare like because I'm, I'm based in Queensland so yeah it's, it's daycare, daycare yeah, yeah. Or, it depends where you are yeah like right. where the location is like yes. um even so we're sitting just to share <laughs> <laughs> in um, Lizzie's beautiful yard um, near Harvey Bay in Queensland. Yeah. So still on the road trip with my mum. So, so <laughs> blessed to be in this beautiful location today. Very so handy. Thanks it's, for having us. <laughs> oh, no, it's perfect. The sun turned on for us. It was wet yes. last week. So it was a good day to be out in, out in the sunshine recording a chat. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> beautiful. Love our chats. What were we talking about? Um, lost track. What were we talking about? Um, well, it was like how to co- how can communicate the vibe? Yeah, yeah, the feeling. Yeah. Oh, look, I think getting the kids' perspective is pretty awesome. Yes. You know, uh, I really. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's the parents' decision, but uh, you know, it's got to it's got to gel with the kiddo more than anything. Because otherwise, mm. you're going to be hopping schools probably, or just having a really sad kid, and nobody wants that either. Yeah. Um. So that's definitely an element of it, but just really being playful with 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 your own space because it it can be uh, obviously it's a serious business and it Mm. can feel very heavy and very serious but the more you can be playful and enjoy thinking about your space and trying to even if you had like a ceo day once a month or something to kind of step out of the doing and just watch what your what your staff is doing watch what the kids are playing with and and even step out of the center entirely and just go for a walk and think about other things yeah you'd be surprised how much stuff kind of downloads from your subconscious about what do I really think about my center what do I want it to be what experience do I want my families to have what experience do I want to have you know and you don't often get that until you stop thinking about it and you stop doing the day-to-day stuff yeah and it's so true and I always say with things like that and big picture thinking sometimes we don't want to write for now we want to write for the future and what we want it to be that's really important because I find that a lot of clients they struggle because they're like oh well we're not actually doing this 100% right now yeah but it's like is that what you want to aim for? Is exactly. that where you're going? Because mm-hmm. you want to talk about that big picture thinking. Yeah. And do you know, so I've, I'm kind of working on a theory at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. So I don't know about you, but when, when I was younger, um, pre-marriage, I, was, I wanted to be the cool girl. They're like, I'm chill. Uh, whatever you know, it's, it's cool like I'll go along with anything and I, I have opinions about it but I'm going to be so cool about it. I'm going to be chill I'm going to be fine you know and just so relaxed and oh, oh I'm not going to speak up now that I have my own business and it's it's just kind of dawning on me that you need to 
to be the number one fangirl in your business. The number one fan. I'm sorry if there are gentlemen on the on the pod as well. A fanboy as well. Fan person. Yeah, fan person, <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we, we, we welcome all comers. So uh, to be your number one fan of your business makes such a difference to have that in, infectious enthusiasm for everything that you do and you want to tell everyone about and go, did you know how good my center is? This is so much fun to be here and start getting into that, oh my God, it's amazing kind of mm. headspace and don't worry about being oh too needy or too uh, too much because people want to have that enthusiastic experience they want to see that you're passionate about what you do and they will believe you when you tell them it is the best center in the street the city the country whatever you know your your scope is well your ideal audience will believe that because it is to them well exactly Mm. and and if you are not communicating that then you're doing both you and them a disservice yeah, well, we were just talking about that yesterday. I was having a conversation with my with my mum, nice. and um, we we're talking about like in America, mm. they're so good at overselling. Like yes. they just oversell, oversell, oversell too much. Yep. Hype, hype, hype. Yeah. In Australia, we're so humble mm. that we tend not to sell at all. Exactly. But what happens is that if we're not selling or we're not getting our message across, yeah. how can people find you? It. I think we're very conscious of the American style as well. Yes, oh, I don't, we don't want to be sold to. Yeah. yeah, and that's fine. Um, I have a lot of clients who are kind of introverts like me who just want to be there and do their thing. But it's like if they don't know about you, you can't help them. No. So yeah, it's it's a really it's a cultural thing I think, mm. and we need to kind of shake it up a bit and be the biggest fans of our own businesses and shout it from the rooftops. Yeah, in, we in do. Like a, a, a cool way, but yeah, but you know, go but for if it. you don't believe it, how is anyone else exactly. going to believe it? Exactly right. Mm. Um, so that's kind of my my dominating theory at the moment. Yes, is like be enthusiastic and, and and love your business and and be proud of it and and don't hide away. No, don't, no. And be, like, I think we talked a lot about, like, be you. Yes. Oh, like, yes. Just be you. Yeah. It's so much fun and yes. so much easier to remember. Yes. <laughs> Abs- yeah, because there's no point in faking anything. You nope. want to just be authentically who you are. Exactly. Um, and I think even in services, there, and I know, like, I did this a long time. I don't know if you were the same, Lizzie, but hit away. Mm. And like I'm more than happy to be in the background and be that person do 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 behind yeah, the scenes yeah. and getting everything running. Yep. But what I learned, um, you know, over years with doing business courses and coaching, mm-hmm. was somebody has to be the face. Exactly. Oh yes. To step up and be that face for the organization because at the end of the day, that top of that, I guess, pyramid or that hierarchical leadership, somebody needs to be the – people don't buy a product, they buy from the person. Exactly. So somebody needs to step up in that space and be that person and the service needs to represent them. This is the – especially if you're kind of a sole operator or you've got like a a handful of centers – it's essential to be the face and the brand and it's it can be when you're adjusting it can be a deeply uncomfortable experience as you start but the more you do it the easier it gets I've had to do it in my own business and now I get to chat with people like you because I'm not hiding anymore because people aren't buying right it they're buying Lizzie Mm. you know it's different and it's the same for every center even if it's one center or five centers it's still it's you and what you stand for and what you represent and people are buying from you even if it's you know a yearly experience yeah (laughs) oh and it's the same thing like in services um you know it might be called um you know, Mary Poppins Preschool, and yes. because we're going to the Mary Poppins Museum, oh, nice. but Mary Poppins Preschool, but they'll be, they'll say, oh, we're going to Mary's yes. Preschool. Yes. Because that's who they see, that's who they associate it with, exactly. that person. Um, how, how important do you think it is for services to have a website? Essential. There's no such thing as, well, let me put it this way. I live in you know, a regional area where people still kind of use Facebook as their only means of advertising mm-hmm. and it's free. So hooray, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it lacks uh, a certain level of authority and professionalism to, to rely on Facebook. And also 
you never know when that's going to get taken away from you. Yes, because <laughs> we're not the owners of our content on there. No. Yeah. No. Or um, our people or eh, it's exactly. so scary. Yeah. Exactly. So that, like, there, there are businesses out there and I, I fully, completely understand how difficult it can be to rustle up the money to do it, quote unquote, properly. Um, but that's an investment. It's not like it's, that's sort of money that you fling away and you never see your return on that investment. Like your website is for most people these days the first impression of your business. And if it is not up to scratch, yeah, you're setting the tone before someone's even had the thought of coming to your center. If it doesn't look and feel a certain way then people aren't going to come so having a Mm. website is is kind of step one (laughs) yeah well it's funny like a lot of standalone services I find and I'm still surprised so every client we visit we always do research before we go and I'm still it still surprises me that so many don't have a website yeah uh, look when you don't come from a business and marketing space, when you're just, I just want to help the kids. Like yeah. The best way you can help the kids is by getting those back house things together because mm. then they can find you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Again, how can they find you if they don't know about you? Yeah, well, yeah, I think mm. that's that's the drum we're banging today. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's so true. And I think in our market, we're quite – we have an oversupply. Yes, for sure. Um, especially in, um, you know, city areas. Mm. Um, Sydney in particular, I know, is insane. Like I was sharing the story with you that um, I worked – in early on in my career, I worked in a street that had eight centres on the same street. Yeah. But what set us apart was our messaging the the vibe the feeling the and how we communicated that so we were the only service on that street of eight services to be full nice because we were the go-to center yeah we like parents knew to come here they were at these centers as a holding place until we had space (laughs) so they just moved further up the street street. (laughs) that's it um, but yeah, and it's about having that message so people know who you are and where to find sure. you. Sure, and it's not you don't have to be pushy and aggressive about it. Most of the messaging that I work on is about attracting rather yes. than chasing. Yes, so it's a massive difference. It, it's not that. Oh, pull, please, yeah. please, and being like, I find a lot of people are kind of apologetic for existing, which is such a shame. It's like, oh, please, I'm sorry, we're here, but would you would you like to come? Oh. See? No, we are the best. You should come here, really. Your kids will love it here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and let them decide. Yeah. Like, let them make the decision exactly. that this is the best place for their child. Yes. Like, we were very much, um, you know, play-based, mm. um, you know, uh, farm, almost like in suburbia, but yeah. farm, you know, farm-like, real-life chickens, mm. and, and everyone was part of our community. Yeah. So children were involved in cleaning. Children were involved in, um, you know, washing their dishes. Totally. Like they, they were part of that community. Yeah. But for us, w- our child would never sit down and do a worksheet at a table. No. That was not something we would ever provide. Sure. However, if a parent wanted that and that was something that was really important to them, mm-hmm. we would more than happy say, you know, there's a centre down the street that offers that. Yeah, for sure. And we had those relationships with all of those centres yeah. um, because I believe that when you are uniquely who you are, mm-hmm. there's no competition. No. It doesn't matter. They're irrelevant. 100%. That, that doesn't actually like – you, you caught me there because that just doesn't apply purely to your industry but every industry. Mm. You know, like it's so common for people to be like, oh, oh, it's – but they're doing it better than me. I'm like, no, they're not. They're, they're not you. So they yes. can't do you better than you do you. And yes. it's just about you owning that brilliance and owning that uniqueness instead of being worried about what anybody else is doing. Who cares? Yeah. They're not doing it the way you're doing it. And, and that's great. So, like, if you were just – cookie cutter centers where'd be the fun in that like go enjoy your time and go like do the things that resonate with you and then the people will come yeah yeah exactly and then just being able to communicate that so that you you attract those families that are perfect for your service there's nothing worse in early childhood than attracting a family Mm -hmm. that doesn't match the values of your service because what happens is it just causes so many issues later down the track they're the kind of people in that service that are never going to be happy no matter what you do and it's like it's putting out that fire and Mm. I just find that it's 
it's just issues you don't need. Well, yeah, you're making work for yourself by not having that clear avatar I guess in the first place like these are the families that we want and we're Mm. going to speak to that versus these families would probably be better off in a different style of of center Mm. you probably get a a sense of that fairly quickly um, when you meet a family or even before you meet them and they're sending inquiries you know like there'll be there'll be a sense of whether these people are a right fit or not and if they're not it's okay to say Here's another place that might suit you better. Like yeah. I, I get money's money's important. It's hard, right? Yeah. Like, do you remember in business <laughs> oh, having yeah. to turn it down? Yeah. Like clients and stuff yeah. where you just don't feel it's a right fit. Totally. We know it's so hard. Yeah. And I mean, I know that when I bought my center in the early days, we had more educators than children. Yeah, and it. gosh, it was so hard to turn <laughs> people away. But at the end of the day, we knew that yeah. it was going to cause so much more issues mm-hmm. for us um, if they weren't um, having didn't have the same value. And because we were so unique, we had to do so much education around, um, you know, that particular location with educating families with who we are and what we're about and why is it important for their children. Yeah, but see, that's that's long term thinking and that's what you want. Like none of none of these uh, centre owners are going to be thinking about in terms, well, I'm going to own it for a couple of months and then, you know, whatever no this is a long-term strategy and the the more time you take in the early days to set up this is what we're about the more people recognize you for it long term and and just accept it you know Mm, you don't have mm. to be educated forever but once you have those guiding principles and values in place then it's just effortless and people kind of fall in with that yeah so much easier (laughs) oh and I loved how much we've talked about values Mm. I think whether it's in your business or your life like everything should resonate and come back to those values and again you'll attract those people um you know whether it's in your life or your business that resonate with those same values yeah for sure and just trusting the process though too because it's really like it can be really scary we got skin in the game we got financial skin in the game that you know is not insignificant so of course we want it to do well and it's really easy to just take the short-term easy win oh that's money in the door but what are you saying no to when you're saying yes to the wrong thing Mm, oh absolutely yeah. Have we covered everything? Is there anything else you want to share with our audience, I th- I don't our listeners so. today? I think consistency is the big one Yeah, for me and, and being yourself. And that's kind of speaking back to consistency again, because doing what you say, say what you do is, is essential. Um, and even if you aren't the best writer or you, you're self-proclaimed not the best writer, that doesn't mean you shouldn't try. Um, and if you're really, really struggling, then ask for help. There's nothing wrong with that either, you know? Yeah, but if you are in a position at the moment in your business where you're stuck in your business, or even if not, you want to free yourself up, Mm -hmm. um, it's crucial. Like I've worked with Lizzie in the past, um, love her work, love her vibe, um, (laughs) so highly recommend her. Um, And it was so easy to work with you, like to give that messaging over for you to rework our things and answer those questions and go through that process, um, that it freed my time up to focus on other things that were important in my business well that's it we're, we're all working from our zones of genius do I know anything about looking after kids uh, not, not as much as I'd like to <laughs> not as much as you guys do but I sure know how to string a few words together to make them effective you know so it's all about all of us collaborating in a way that benefits everybody the best it possibly can so I do my thing you do your thing and everybody wins yeah, and it's funny you say that. One of our other hit, like, hit words we see on every website is it takes a village. Ah. <laughs> so it comes from um, like Reg or Amelia, but it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. But I also believe that it takes a village to have a really successful business. It's true. Yeah, and it, sometimes it's hard to see that when you're in it and you're like, oh, I've got to do everything and it's my responsibility. And it's it, eventually you got to stop and, and look at, well, where is my time best spent? Yeah, And it's quite often not sitting, staring at the cursor, blinking at you, kind of teasing you for not having written pages and pages of epic copy. You know, when you could be out spending time with the kids in your centre or doing something just for yourself yeah, or, the you team. know, anything. Yeah. You know, like whether it's professional or personal, there's probably 
other things you could be doing than being frustrated that you aren't getting it perfect, you know? Yeah, or whether it's perfectionism, whether it's control. Um, I know for me in my business, it took me a really long time to like let go a little bit of little pieces. Oh, yeah. Um, And that was a massive process for me. But what I realised like three years into my business, I wasn't serving myself. (laughs) I was not like – I was doing myself a disservice by not outsourcing certain things. And the feeling you get when you're doing your thing and you're in your genius zone but you know that other people out there that stuff's still happening Mm. um is the it's the best feeling in the world isn't it like oh I just I'm like I'm on holidays but I've got my people like I know that stuff's happening while I'm still you know it's carrying on for sure and it's probably it's something that takes time to get to yeah, you know, it's yeah. not it's not day one of owning a center. Is oh, I can step out of this. Like yeah. you're in it, and I so understand. You know, it's important. It's special to you. It's meaningful work. So stepping away isn't easy, but the sooner you can get good with that feeling, um, the better everyone will be. Yeah, you know, it's a massive benefit to to be able to trust your people, empower them too, and be able to to kind of enjoy your part in it all as well. Oh, 100%. And I know the burden that we can put on our teams yeah. as well, like in the centre, mm. to have them, you know, do Facebook posts or yeah. to do this and to do that. And I think at certain points you've got to ask yourself, is it worth putting that extra burden on them yeah. or can we outsource that and delegate that to someone who that's their ge- ge- uh, genius zone? Exactly. Well, we've all got them. Yeah. Yeah, mine happens to be words. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's. Maybe not parenting, looking at my... <laughs> 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 but I try. Um, <laughs> but look, we all have this space that we excel at and mm. it's, it's about identifying that and embracing it rather than just kind of uh, doing it anyway and being resentful of the stuff we don't like to do but we do it because we think we should. Yeah. 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 And leave it like, you know, just going back to right at the beginning of our conversation, I think what happens is we get so stuck in that we leave all those dregs for yeah. our family yes. and generally when I ask business owners why are you running your business and it's like, well, to provide for my family, mm-hmm. to get, you know, to be able to go on holidays or to you know to really live Mm -hmm. and I'm like how much living are you doing exactly you couldn't be further from the mission yeah you you got stuck in the nitty-gritty 100% especially as an owner your job isn't to be in the nitty-gritty necessarily it's kind of to be uh, stepping back and being the big picture person right yeah the vision the mission and the values yeah it's very important. So how can you help our listeners, Lizzie? Tell us all, how, how can you help us and where can people find you? Oh, that's an interesting one. I have lots of different things that I'm doing at the moment. Amazing. Which is great. So um, I do help um, businesses bring their content to life. as a beautiful introduction right at the start indicated so we do content of we I do content um I also have a membership at the moment that is really going great guns which is all about um polishing and tweaking existing copy and helping people make progress in their businesses week in week out with the stuff that's been sitting on their to do that they've gone oh I know I need to get it out I know I need to do this and that um but they just haven't had the time or they haven't had the knowledge and having that professional eye go over it it's it's all about having a little copywriter in your back pocket and then being able to hit publish with confidence so that's something that I've really been emphasizing lately because a lot of us have kind of some great ideas we just need help bringing it together so if you wanted to connect with me I am at right at copywriting all over the socials and um, also probably my website write it write hyphen it.com.au is probably where you can find everything you need i love it and you're happy for people to reach out if they have any questions or any guidance absolutely that's why i i I talk i talk words all the time (laughs) (laughs) amazing and you can help people all over australia because you work um what's it called now um (laughs) what's the word um Digitally, Digitally? I, <laughs> I don't know. I have clients everywhere across the country already, and also into the United States as well. So amazing! I'm uh, yeah, I'm an international 
flexible kind of chick. I go from anywhere. <laughs> love it. Love it. Awesome. Oh, well, that was such an awesome chat. Thank you so much for joining us oh, today, thank Lizzie. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And feel free, get in touch with Lizzie. Any questions you have all about copy, unique um, selling message yeah. um, and just how to get that vibe or that feeling across. Yeah. Have fun. It's all supposed to be fun. It's not especially in early childhood. My goodness. You see our kids taking it too seriously? No way. So just join them. Yeah, well, I say the more fun we have, the more fun they'll have. Exactly right. Yeah, beautiful. All right, awesome. Thanks so much, Lizzie. And thank you all so much for listening today. Um, We look forward to catching you on our next podcast. And just remember to keep making every moment count. Thanks for listening to the Everything Early Childhood podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. We read them all. (laughs) To catch all the latest from me, your host, Lisa Brown, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Lisa Brown underscore Platinum Ed. Thanks again for listening. Keep making every moment count and I'll see you next time.